I'll be honest, we've we've not asked this question to many guests so far because it's a bit of a new one, but that is hands down the most disgusting answer we've received so far. <laughs> yeah, I... <laughs> <laughs> Hello and welcome along to the Free Amigos FPL podcast. I'm PJ, aka Hindu Monkey, and I am joined by my amigo and official AFCON Twitter correspondent, Mars, and a potential former FPL player, my amiga Kylie. But best of all, we are also joined today by a brilliant Getting to Know You guest. In this Getting to Know You miniseries, we've interviewed FPL managers from around the world, as it's our mission to let our listeners get to know the people behind the FPL accounts we interact with each week. To do this, we have come up with 20 questions that will reveal exactly who they are. We are typically excited by today's guest, who joins us all the way from Finland. With us today is the one and only Hannah, who you will know by her account FPL Hannah and her more unique Twitter name of FPL Casio Epep. Hannah, you are very welcome to the show. Are you ready to bear your soul to the FPL community? Thank you. Um, I'm ready. I'm, I'm nervous. <laughs> But definitely ready. That's good. No need to be nervous. So let, let's kick things straight off. Tell us. Tell us. Are we not? Are we not going to interject with a complaint about the pronunciation? Pronunciation of. Um, the. Is it not pronounced? Is it not? No, it's Italian, so it's cacio. What? Cacio e pepe. Wow, I I never yeah. I never knew that. It's an Italian dish. I was pronouncing well, it in, in case, the same way as. And the day has pepe. come where someone is correcting monkey on pronunciation that yes, is not usually it's yeah. I, I of course i know it's italian because obviously your, your your name is italian and you told me you're italian but um i think i got the um that kind of um what's what's the spanish translation of money heist you watch that show don't you marzi I just know it as money okay. heist. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that, that was uh, that was helpful. Right, okay. So apart from not being able to uh, pronounce your name in any way, shape, or form, which we will come on to, because it's one of the questions anyway. So let's let's kick things off by handing over to you, Han, and and tell us tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're from, as much or as kind of little information as you're comfortable with. Um, yeah, absolutely. I, I was just going to introduce myself. I like I am Hannah, and I'm from Helsinki, but that's. That's a bit of a short podcast there. So we're going to dive in with my favorite question. And I feel like this is a question that you would like as well. If you weren't human, which animal would your pet? I can't even speak English now. Would your personality match best with and why? So basically, which what's your spirit animal? I think this was a really difficult question. I had to listen to loads of episodes of what, what other people had said, and then I went on to overthink this for quite a while. Um, but finally, I came up with, I think I'd be the, I would be probably a fox, but maybe even like an Arctic Arctic fox, which are, I'm not sure, they're they're like, because all of my friends said that I would be a dog, but then I was like, no, oh, dogs are are a good answer, but they're a bit boring, aren't they? Um, I say that to Kylie. And then, 
I did. I'm not a dog. I mean, I love dogs. Yeah, as an animal, I have a dog, but not boring at all. Arctic foxes are pretty cool, cool animal. To be fair, yes. Yeah, we've never had a fox or an Arctic fox before. So, and what? Why? Why? What? What made you think of that? Well, they live in the north as well, obviously, and then. As good um, a reason as any. It's a little bit snowy in Helsinki, I guess. <laughs> there, there's a bit of snow. It's a bit freezing here. Um, and also, well, they're pretty extinct, but that's I, I am not <laughs> as a human. Um, then, then the reason was also that they're pretty adaptive in a sense that they've had to change their habitat. And I've moved around quite a bit um also like ending up in the city which foxes do as well but they definitely prefer the wild or the forest which i do too so that's kind of where i ended up with great stuff do you want to know what probably said rabbit with that reasoning (laughs) it was pretty good it's more exotic so Mm -hmm. i just looked up arctic foxes because i have to confess i don't know that much about it and one of the first suggestions that came up is can foxes be pets in minecraft as a commonly asked question about foxes in Google. So I'm going to take that to mean that nobody else knows much about Arctic foxes either. So you could have, you could have even just made up, you know, anything there. We probably would have believed true. it. I, th- I think I was doing it's a true, gross... But maybe someone's listening who's an mis- expert. ...this justice to some of our listeners who may be well-versed in the, you know, habitat and behaviour of Arctic foxes. Where do they live? Greenland? Tundra? I know it's something to do with tundra. <laughs> that's that's about as far as I know. I... They they live. I'd I'd say tundra as well. Uh, they live in Lapland, uh, Swedish, Norwegian, and Finnish Lapland. Do they, and, they, are, uh, they live in your country. Like, as well. Siberia. Have you ever seen one? Well, they're they're. No, I haven't. Unfortunately, uh, they there's probably around one to three Arctic foxes in Finland at the moment because there's uh, they're super one rare. One to three in the whole country. Wow. Wow. Exactly. So it's a very rare sight. Is there more Hannah Linettes Um, than Arctic foxes in Finland? Yeah, because I know at least one (laughs) other. So (laughs) most likely, yes. (laughs) Great. Oh, God. Right. Hannah, um, nice to meet you, by the way. I think it's the first time we're talking, so it's always good to get to know new people on FPL Twitter. Um, So your your name, if Catch your a pep. Where where did that originate from? Is that like your favorite dish? Does it like is it you go to to a restaurant and say I want a cashier or pep and then you might get a, a roulette or something like you know depends what you get. Now I learned how to say Timo Pookie. It's not Pookie, it's Pookie. Thank you. 
It's good to learn yeah, how exactly. to pronounce names. <laughs> I've never yeah, heard a commentator it. say Pukki. No one ever says that. That's true. Uh, and also, it's Temu. So if, if you want to practice it, go ahead. <laughs> Temu. Did you hear that, PJ? Temu. I think I Temo. think pronunciation so is an is overrated it? quality. <laughs> I mean, it's not really. Temu. Anyway. I mean, Temu. <laughs> what? It's up. Taimo. I'm pretty sure that's not. I'm just going into some weird Bogan Aussie accent here. So I'm like, Taimo. Taimo, weren't I? That got weird. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. <laughs> so, but it's um, Pookie, did you say? So it's like a soft rather than Pookie. Yeah, exactly. So it's Pookie. So I always love hearing that because it, there are so many player names that we probably all get wildly wrong because we hope commentators have the sense to say it correctly based on what the player prefers but even all of them say things completely differently yeah usually when there's a new player in premier league i have to like google youtube videos of how their name is pronounced latest was broya because i wasn't sure if it's like broha or broja or something i still don't remember it's certainly better than just making up names like boomerang and uh, talisman (laughs) And Castigan. (laughs) No, that's not what you said. What was it? Castagna. Yeah, no, but that's not what you said. No, you said Castagna. Castagna. Sounds like a nice pasta dish. (laughs) (laughs) Sure, that one works. (laughs) Hannah, what's your what's your favourite pasta shape? This isn't this is this is an ad libbed question. I would say ravioli. Yes, ravioli. Yeah, well, that's cheating choice. a little bit though, because you got you're getting the filling in there, aren't you? No, but it's still Absolutely pasta. Am. Yeah, <laughs> and I also like gnocchi a lot. So. Gnocchi, I love, <gasps> I love gnocchi. Hannah, yeah. you are my pasta soulmate. I'm so with you on gnocchi and ravioli. And anyway, ravioli, justice for ravioli, anywhere that is a pocket that you can store cheese, is always going to be the best kind of pasta that's around. Yeah, it's, it's almost unfair. Fair, fair enough. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They can't compete. Fair enough. To be fair, you know, unless you'd said fusily, I wouldn't have judged you in any way because all pasta's amazing. So, but yeah, that is that is quite clearly the weakest kind of shape on offer. I think there's there's merits to be had for all of the others. So, but but anyway, yeah. So I just wanted to ask you that. Let's let's get back to the script. Um, so, football wise, um. Who 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 do you support follow and I suppose this ties into are you a, a do you support the Italian national team or the Finnish national team or oh I support the Finnish national team it was um I wouldn't be lying if I said like it was one of the top moments of my life when Finland played in the Euros this uh, last summer um because we'd never been in a major football tournament and then it happened finally and I was even able to go. And watch a match at St. Petersburg. So that was like a once in a lifetime experience. And yeah, I'm really extremely enthusiastic about the national team. Yeah, furthermore, um, I've been following primarily more for the past, I'd say, three to four seasons. And before that, I would more watch La Liga or Bundesliga, Champions League, obviously, as well. Um, and kind of during these more active Premier League seasons i've grown very fond of leicester so that's that's become my my team after saying you're a fox as well of course 
Foxes, yeah, yeah, yeah there we go. It was meant to be. There's the link. <laughs> It was subconscious. That's really obvious. How did I miss that? <laughs> <laughs> well, we all do that. <laughs> You're like, what's a fact I about serving boxes? it to you? <laughs> so, you know, you say like they, they, they just uh, made their first appearance, but there's been some great footballers out of Finland. I mean, as a Liverpool fan, Sammy Hippia was one of my favourite players. I got to meet Absolutely. him, took a picture with him, and you can just about see me because I'm not the tallest and he's ridiculously tall. And he, it was his first season and he, he couldn't, his English wasn't great, and I just said, uh, like, I, I, you know, I made the, the the action of a camera with my hands, and he's like, he nodded his head, and I was like, quickly, let's take a picture, you know, found, found somebody. We, we didn't know selfies at the time. I just found someone that could take a picture of us, and it was great. I still have it. And obviously, my other favorite, who played for Liverpool but not for long, his best days were Ajax. Yari Litmanen. What, yeah. what a player! Absolutely, like he's. I just wish that he were. He became a bit injury prone at that kind of best years of his career when he was playing for Liverpool and after Barcelona as well um, yeah. which was a shame I think he would have been one of the absolute tops and he was like no oh he was great Champions he was great here, so. yeah 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 absolutely so apart from those two do you have a favorite uh, Finnish player yeah those two obviously um, I I absolutely adore Lukas Relishki who's a uh, our national team goalkeeper and plays for Leverkusen um, he's an amazing player and an amazing person, so it, he has to be him. Cool. Excellent. And so when did you get into, I guess, both FPL and then football in general? I'll start with football in general. Um, my family's always been uh, massive, um, massive into watching sports. And growing up, we'd, I'd spent every day watching sports like literally anything that's on uh don't matter if it's football or like ice skating or skeleton or anything and uh that just like and then I just stayed like that so every like still I will watch any sport that's on tv um I'd say one of my kind of favorite times of the year or favorite time every four years is is the olympics and now the winter olympics are just about to start so I'm very excited for that Usually I even try to try to time my holidays around it so that I can just have everything off and tune myself into the, Love the Olympics. Time zone. It, yeah, it's so good. And I, 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 I watch everything. Like literally I, I bought yeah. people. So I, I'm with these two guys in a group and I think they remember when when it was the Olympics, I just kept talking about it because it's the only time that I would watch fencing, wrestling, yeah. weightlifting. Uh, literally everything. Like whenever I could, I would watch and I would uh, I, I had three channels recording stuff so I don't miss anything like I love all the premier rounds you know taekwondo karate judo all of that not just the the final rounds I love even the preliminary rounds just seeing random athletes that that ha- obviously love these things and get to get to fight with some absolutely top seeds just once every four years absolutely brilliant yeah no I love the Olympics I feel exactly the same super excited about this yeah, I was just going to say, I, I've never been historically majorly into the Olympics. I've always enjoyed gymnastics. Um, but Paul is very much like you, Hannah, in that he's obsessed with anything that calls itself a sport. You know, if there's some tropical coconut rolling competition somewhere and it calls itself <laughs> a sport, 
he'd probably follow it. And he wanted to constantly watch the Olympics. So I actually ended up watching more this time around than before. And I actually really got into it, even though there were plenty of sports that I knew absolutely nothing about. But I was just like, oh, that guy looks like an underdog. So I'm just going to hope that he does well at whatever he's doing. You know, and it, you, you do sort of get into it. Yeah, and then you see how much it means to all of the athletes. Like they had put their careers on hold and everything has changed during COVID. And then last summer, they finally got to go there and they were probably kind of already afraid that everything would get cancelled. And I'm I'm not going to, I'm going to get emotional if I talk about this more. <laughs> but yes, it's, it's great. Fantastic. So, and what about uh, yeah. if the, ow, ow. What happened? Sorry. <laughs> I had a collision with the microphone. Um, <laughs> Seamless. You just went FP out, which was which. which I thought was, yeah. Um, right. Anyway. Um, oh, sorry. I just my hand exploded. Your hand exploded. It was like a spasm. It had a spasm, like a muscle spasm, and it whacked the um, microphone. What I was going to say before I had uh, the hand explosion incident is um, when did you get into FPL? Yes, that was, it's it's the typical story. So a couple of seasons ago, well, this is my third season playing. um, We had a mini league at work. And usually if someone is like, hey, we should do something, then I just get really into it. And um, so this was no, absolutely no exception to that. Um, I just had to join the mini league and uh, I think I finished like third or something that year. And in those three years, what would you say was your favorite FBL memory? Um, this is going to sound really sad, but, but my favorite FBL memory is, is my first ever game week in FPL. <laughs> um, because yeah, so here's the story. It's three seasons ago, as I mentioned, and I, I had, just made my team, which was called ASAP Buke. And I missed the first game week. Like I'm I'm always late, so I was late for this. And then I set my team up for the second game week. And kind of like a tribute to the team name, I, I obviously chose Buki and I decided that I, I'm also gonna captain him. And uh, he scored the hat trick versus Newcastle. So I <laughs> that was probably one of my best game weeks ever. Oh and wow, I, yeah, I yeah, that was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. That was their first season, right? After they, they yes. played Liverpool first game, and then yes, yes, I, I remember because quite a few people had him and just uh, and started him against Newcastle, and yeah, at home he he got that hat trick. Wow, what a start! Yeah, I don't think <laughs> many people captained him, so so I was no, almost, no, like I'd, I'd almost made up the whole gap that I I had after missing game week one. I actually Fantastic. remember that well because my mum sold Kane. After game week one for Pookie and captain team as well, <laughs> and and uh, and Paul said, and I quote, he's like, that's like selling a Ferrari and buying a Ford, and of course Pookie got a hat trick. I know Pookie got a hat trick, and in the exact same way, my mum would still say to this day that she's like, that's the best decision I've ever made. <laughs> but they are the ones that you enjoy. So, you know, if you if you captain Kane for a hat trick, it's like, oh well, that you know he should do that. But if someone like I can't say his name now, I'm all stressed out about it. It's like Puke, Puke, yeah, Puke. Yeah. If he scores a hat trick, it's like 
that stuff goes down in in history for you. You'll always remember it. Yeah, it was it was amazing. And you can imagine like my colleagues hated me after that because I'd been all like, oh, how does this point scoring system work? And what does a captain mean? And then I go on and captain Bookie for his hat trick. <laughs> and that's obviously led to you. You've gone now that you're kind of uh, in a big Twitter account, you've, you've gone down the kind of rabbit hole fully and on the FBL. So you're probably now qualified to say, you know, if, if there was a, if you were the boss for a day and you could change one rule or feature, what would, what would you, what would you look at? I understand the critique for them not like developing the game, etc., and they're they're not like reinvent doing little fixes here and there. But overall, I'm pretty happy about how the rules are set up, and I think it works quite well. Um, so I probably would come up with some something like some absolute shithousery rule just to kind of see how Twitter would be in a meltdown. That would be funny. I, I, I'm um, give me an example. Come on. I like that. Yep. <laughs> All right, all right. So I tried to come up with some examples, maybe something like um, uh, you can't captain the same player two weeks in a row. Love that, love that. You have to change all of your players when you're wildcarding and stuff like that. It would it would be amazing. People would it be would curious. Be tears. Great would be suggestions. We, we love it. You know, we embrace tears. We've not had these. We've not had these before, and we often do get similar sorts of answers to questions like this. So that and Arctic Fox are entirely new, Hannah. I'm proud of myself. <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll send um, these over to Premier League and say that you endorse them. That's right. I'm sure that will count for Yeah, they're not going to change them, Hannah, yeah. but yeah, our, thanks. Our opinions are so highly rated. That's <laughs> <laughs> So sticking with FPL questions, describe yourself as an FPL manager in three words. Yeah, I'll say that this this was a difficult one and it required a lot of kind of soul searching. And I'm not sure if I like what I found, but you, you can comment on these freely. Um, so first word would be um, enjoying or something like enjoyment driven or what however your language works um so what i've realized like over the past couple of seasons is that i enjoy fpl a lot more when i don't really give that much about how well i'm doing and uh i've decided that for me in fpl it's more important that i enjoy the game than that i do well in the game um so success is kind of less important for me and of course, in the perfect world, I had both. But looking at my rank history, I think it's pretty likely that I'll never win FPL. Um, so yeah, focus on focusing on things that make me enjoy the game more. Then the second word would be intuitive. Something that I've noticed is that I, I like making FPL choices based on my gut feeling, even if it's like against the popular picks. And usually, sometimes. Sometimes it backfires, but I do get more enjoyment of of backing my gut or intuition rather than just going uh, being kind of timid and going with the mainstream. So if I feel that some some decision that goes against the mainstream is gonna potentially like have decent potential of going better, uh, then I I'm not very I'm not afraid of ego in those cases. I'd say, mm. but yeah, I also like 
I'm not doing it for the sake of it, only when I actually think that I have a pretty good chance of succeeding with the, with the choice. And then third would be, I'd say, like, evolving. Um, and that doesn't mean, like, that I'd be progressing or becoming better as a manager. It's more like there comes, like, times when I have a lot of other things than FPL to think about, and then I just don't feel like spending hours after hours thinking about my team. So then I'll do more, like just choices winging it and then uh, the other times I just want to spend hours uh, doing data analysis or research and planning uh, so it kind of goes from one end to the other instead of sticking to a certain strategy. It's a healthier approach that you have I think in terms of, of finding looking for the joy in FPL and I think sometimes we forget that especially once you get more deeply ingrained in Twitter and FPL content and all of these things, um, it becomes less of a game and, and more intense. And I think sometimes you feel those bad weeks more acutely than otherwise you might have. And I also agree with your comment on gut. I would always say that those times when you go with your gut and it doesn't pay off, hurts far less than the times when you go against your gut um, and it would have, you know, when you've missed the boat. Yeah, 100%. It's hard. It's it's like a self-justifying thing. I don't know why, because both should be the same kind of pain, but, you know, it does help. Yeah, no, I completely agree. I don't mind if I make a decision that I I felt it was the right one or, as you said, my gut, and it didn't work out. Like, for example, Antonio over Bowen. I just decided that I wanted to do that, for example. Whereas sometimes when you make a, a decision because of EO or following or, or or something that you were rushed into and it didn't work out, that annoys me way more. Fully agree. Yeah. Fully. I, yeah. I think enjoyment is underrated as well. I think sometimes, and, and we've talked about it on the pod before, where we forget to enjoy a beautiful game of football because we're so focused on... What if our defenders get in a clean sheet or not? You know, or, yeah, or the rank. Sometimes it can ruin the entire game when you're just nervous about a clean Absolutely. sheet. Absolutely. Absolutely. So those times where you decide to do research, etc. what are your tactics when you're setting up your game? Like, your, uh, you know, the, the, the game week team. And um, when do you usually make your transfers, captain decisions? You're early to beat fight races or do you wait until the end? How do you set up? Um, usually I enjoy planning ahead. Uh, I feel like I'm at kind of, I feel like I'm more on top of my game and more confident about FPL if I have like a plan set for the next six to eight weeks. So just to like look a bit further and know that I have some sort of transfer plan. Of course, it always changes and it never goes through the way I, I intended it to, but just to kind of know that all right, now I'm doing going against my original plan. So it's a more kind of educated way of, of uh, developing a team instead of just like doing rash decisions and uh, going without. And like, if I only wing it, then I usually end up doing something catastrophic. Um, so I would always enter a new game week or it's planning with some kind of plan in mind that I'd made maybe a month earlier or something so I'd know what the state of my team is then I just assess it and see if something's changed along the way or if, if the plan needs kind of updating 
this is obviously I don't I don't always do this, but this is kind of my ideal scenario. And um, this season early transfers, obviously they can backfire big time. So I try to leave them late if, if possible. If I don't have anything else that day, um, would will do them last minute. A couple of times this season, I've done early transfers to be, be price rises. Uh, for example, with Ollie Watkins, I did that, and then their game got, got cancelled like an hour before deadline, and I'd already took a hit for him. I think a lot of people went for that trap as well that game week, and then then he of course like continued to have more postponements and COVID, um, so that was kind of probably one of the <laughs> hardest ones this season. Yeah, this season has certainly been pretty pretty tough. If you've you know, if you've made some of those early transfers, particularly as obviously we've had all the kind of COVID disruptions recently. What makes you kind of happy is you've kind of you've kind of outlined a couple of kind of different kind of scenarios that you 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 obviously seem to be both kind of quite analytical, but then you you kind of seemingly kind of drift off and just go with your gut at other times. So 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 when do you decide to kind of make those kind of riskier decisions? I noticed you've um you captained you know, Cancelo in a single game week as opposed to, you know, captaining, I don't know, Emmanuel Dennis, who worked out brilliantly for people we might mention. Probably when there's no, like, not an obvious captaincy choice, then I like to think about the other options. I've captained Cancelo quite a bit this season. I think this was my third one, third time and the first time he blanked, so he, he had hauled the other two. Um which has been really nice. And I I have like um, fondness towards wing backs. So I'm probably more prone to captaining them than the other average FPL manager. And it turns out like this this game week, I probably should have captained uh, Tierney because he's like one of the only players that have returned for me this week. Um, and I just got lucky with Dennis this game week because um, just last game week I was on a free hit and uh, chose Dennis in my team and captained him as well because, as we know, they were supposed to have a double game week. Then he blanked and then the other one got postponed. So that kind of that pain and that <laughs> trauma was so fresh that I completely didn't want to go Dennis at all and now this time it paid off Kylie uh, certainly knows quite a bit about the free hit trauma Kylie wouldn't, wouldn't you say that was fair share please <laughs> thanks for sliding in with that uh, PJ I can confirm it is too fresh for me to think about I previous to PJ just mentioning it um, and basically turning the knife in my back I had completely repressed the memory of that agonizing week. So that's nice and fresh and compounded by captaining uh, Dennis this week, despite the fact that I was captaining KDB up until I had some sort of aneurysm before the deadline and changed my mind. Thanks for that, PJ. Um, That's got me worked up, which is actually appropriate for our next question. Um, and in fact, I think I might read out the specific question uh, as <laughs> is, even though somehow um, it was given to me to ask and it references me. Thanks, PJ. So in PJ's words, this question, this is our Dominic Calvert-Lewin and recently Mason Mount question, although at this point it could be anyone who Kylie has bought. 
What, if any players or teams, do you try to avoid in FPL? Thank you, Do you feel better now? It's like exposure therapy, though. Yeah, but I... It's not like I don't expose my rational hatred for players on a weekly basis. Yeah. There's quite, <laughs> she's, she's quite subtle yeah, about it. Yeah, quite a big list now as well. <laughs> I, do you know what? Uh, where, where's Adama Torore? He's... Why is he not on that list? I don't feel like your rage is like at sufficient levels to kind of make no. the cut there. No, no, no. You know, I agree. it used to be this used to be the Deeny question way Troy back Deeny, when yeah. because Mars hated Troy and I used to be a quite balanced individual who didn't <laughs> hold grudges. And it's like I've gone down this dark, dark path of of becoming like this old crone who hates everybody. <laughs> So that's going on a tangent. Is there anybody that you avoid like I do um, because you have a grudge or, you know, you said you're a Foxes fan. Do you avoid, I don't know, Spurs players because of any reason? I don't know. I'm trying, who, who, who do they even hate? <laughs> I was waiting for you to. I would say Leicester. Well, Mid- Midlands. I'm not, yeah, well, but you don't it? really is think it not come closest to them. But they're yeah, playing. But, no, well, oh, I don't. I don't think Leicester have direct rivals like you know. It could be Nottingham, could be Derby, any any of the Midlands. I so would say. my point, I said Spurs because it's become a little bit of a grudge match, right? In in recent, so maybe more on the the Spurs side. Um, should we let Should we let Han anyway. answer the question at any point, guys? Or? Go on, be fine. And what was the question? Sorry. Um, I I'll just like comment on that that the next round on the cup is Leicester versus Nottingham Forest, which is a rivalry, and uh, Leicester fans has been extremely uh, ramped up about it, and I hope. We're not going to bottle it, but let's see how that goes. I'm not sure if I hold any grudges. Troy would definitely be a shout because I think I have owned him at some point a couple of seasons ago. And then I just realized that he can, like he's not going to deliver. And then I learned that and I haven't gone back that road since. So every time someone is like, yeah, I'm going to look at Troy's stats and look at his this and that. Then I just like, all right, we'll see. And he never said it consistently. <laughs> <laughs> so then I have that smug little smile, like, mm-hmm, I knew it. But yeah, maybe like if he suddenly started to uh, regularly score, I might be able to um, fix my attitude. But yeah, I'll probably, like, I see myself not very enthusiastic about Man United players. I don't have anything against that team, uh, but I usually am not the first one to jump on on those for example Shaw I had him for a while last season but then starting starting this season I I was not not in a rush which was a good thing because we all know how that went um so those would probably be the only ones that I'm a bit more suspicious Shaw really annoyed me Shaw was the only um my only concession (laughs) to ownership at the start of the season and it still annoys me because I'm generally someone who doesn't pay much attention to EO at all I hate it and I never wanted Shaw in my team. And he was he was the one player who I just changed my mind at like like the day before. I was like, I'm sorry, but 55% or whatever the hell he was at that point, I was like, that's madness. Um, I'm going to have to get him. And of course, it was a 
total unmitigated disaster as it would have been for the whole season. So, yes, frustrated. But I've not I've not really made that mistake since in terms of a barrier. Marzi will try and bring up Havats, but he doesn't know the whole story, you know. And I didn't captain him, unlike <laughs> some people. You weren't part. Were you part of the Havats captain brigade? Um, no, I did like. That was a game week where I I'd been off Twitter for a while, and then I was uh, it was a couple of hours before uh, before the deadline, and I came on Twitter and saw this whole like Havertz thing going on, and everyone was. Uh, <laughs> I think I was actually on my wild card, so I only arrived to Twitter to kind of finalize it. So I, ha- I had my team set up really nicely, and then then uh, someone was like yeah you should really bring in Havertz like everyone's bringing him in and uh, imagine he hauls and I did I didn't captain him that would have been way too much but I did take out Foden and brought in Havertz which I do definitely regret because was it that week that Foden hauled as well or was it the next one but um uh, I think, yeah, I think it, he got, really he got, yeah, it he was a golden brace and obviously it. Salah um yeah scored yeah. three four I goals I did captain Man Salah United, so yeah. that was yeah, that was a good. Yeah, was it? Anyway, <laughs> that was very good. Yeah. So from players that you might hate, <laughs> from players you might hate to ones that you like, like if you had to choose one player, past or present, to have in your FPL team, who who would it be? Yari, Sammy. <laughs> I I would say like I choose Lucas Rodetsky, um just to uh, our goalkeeper. As I mentioned, one of my favorite players ever. Um, yeah. Because I generally think that he would be a really good asset to own in FBL. Um, obviously, it depends on the team that he'd play in. But uh, so I, I've I've kind of hoped that he would play in the Premier League at some point. But he's really happy in Germany, and I think he's even like explicitly said that he doesn't want to move to England <laughs> because he just likes the German uh, beer culture so much more. Hey, that's a fair, fair reason. <laughs> Fantastic. It is, isn't it? Yeah, he's he's big into into beer. So then he said, like that interview, he went on to say that uh, maybe at some point he would like to play, um, for example, in Prague, just because <laughs> the pints are so amazing. <laughs> I mean, we we have as good a we, reason we as any good beer over here. We're not like a beer impoverished country. <laughs> <You know. laughs> That's true. Maybe it's just his taste or something. Fair, fair enough. I mean, there's definitely more negatives than the beer culture um, that would put off anyone going to England, maybe. There might be. Yeah. Like politics, I was thinking, but let's For not example. go down not now, that path. Not now. <laughs> Sorry. Not now. Sorry, I just wanted to trigger you because we went on a whole tangent uh, about how it'll, angry it'll I am. It will be over soon. I keep telling myself. I've got the champagne on ice. It will be over soon. <laughs> Um, so, anyway, back to kind of FPL and back to Twitter specifically. Who who were the mm-hmm. first five FPL accounts that that you followed and still follow? I think all right. I I remember some of them who were kind of among the first ones that I talked with on Twitter would probably be at least Chappie. He's he's one of my kind of long long termist longest term friends on FPL Twitter. Um, Proz is someone I talked about, talked with, um, starting as well as Sabi. Uh, so maybe those three. Who else? Uh, Sophie, definitely. And, um, Spencer Beery. 
I remember he was one of the first ones that I I talked about talked with about FPL. That sentence didn't make any sense. I feel like you have the opportunity to say any one of us, and you've just you've just not you know whilst you've just randomly named people from from your she, small community. She's been honest. <laughs> We like Don't ask me here. to lie and say you, PJ. I, I can edit that in. It would have been really awkward. Going, you know, I like I like people to pick Just, me up. I'm very Hannah, insecure. Hannah, watch watch that that back, and she's like somehow edited different snippets to say him, basically. <laughs> it's like the only one I remember is Hindu monkey. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that was this person something Hindu monkey. Probably the first thanks, one. Thanks. We'll thanks, use Dan. that one. <laughs> right, we can move on now. Thank you. <clears throat> Kylie. Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. It's been a very intense week. So tell us what do you like best about being part of the FPL community and how you feel about it um, in general, and I guess as a female account as well, there's historically been less women in the community, but there's loads now um, joining, which is really fantastic to see. Yeah, I absolutely agree. Like, um, there's there's a lot more. I, at least I've noticed that there's a lot more more women on in the community now than there was even a year ago when I joined, um, which is super nice. And I think that overall the attitude is very welcoming um all over um it was definitely a really good decision by myself to make that twitter account because yeah it's just that and now there's a lot of counter strike noises on the background i'm sorry about the shouting we we can't we can't hear is, it, is he doing well or is he is he dying i'll be whining about his teammates who are not doing well that's usually how it goes I say he's Sounds like, like a, like a... <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like the conversations I have with Hugo about my game week. Cool. So we're done with FPL now. No more FPL questions or FPL Twitter. Let's have some fun. So you're hosting a dinner party and you can invite any three people, living or dead. Don't let PJ force you to be to be us three. It can be any three, okay? Um who are they? What food and drink? You're putting in front of them. Um, I would probably, I would probably invite Pep Guardiola. I didn't mention it earlier, but I've I've been like a very long time fan of his. That's kind of the reason why I started watching Premier League more as well. Because at first, like, um, I would be his fan when he was coaching in Barcelona. Then, then uh, proceeded to follow him to Bundesliga, and then when he moved to Manchester at some point and I started watching more Premier League as well so I would invite him and then I'd probably tell him about this like that I have this Twitter account that has his name on it and his picture and then that would be super funny in his opinion probably not creepy at all and then I think I just started reading uh, Joan Didion the year of magical thinking so I think I'd invite Joan uh she's been on my mind well probably because she recently died so that's why it's been a bit more relevant and I'm I'm not sure about the third one to uh, to be honest uh I think that would be like a nice nice trio of us 
Bring Traore. You just pass off the opportunity to have three. You think, no, I don't want, I don't want an intimate dinner with four people. That's far too many. <laughs> just three is enough. Yeah. <laughs> three is fine. Yeah, but I, I feel that that's a good trio, and and like uh, the dynamic between us would be good. And then if I invited a third one and it wouldn't work out really well, I would just ruin the evening. So better go with like two good guests. Can't argue with that. What about their food and drink? Well, I'd obviously make pasta. And um, and then we would have wine. Because why not? Because few things are better than wine. What what type of wine do you like, Han? Yeah, red, I... red, white, dark reds? I would say... I'm on dry January now, so I would like any wine. Brutal. Almost <laughs> but, at the end. Uh... Why do people do dry January? It's I, the most depressing fucking month of the year. Why don't you dry I August? It, I did it for a week. I did it well a, done, a week of dry January. Well um, I think I exceeded everyone's expectations. Did you play your free hit after that and just hit the bottle? Oh, yeah. I actually, I 29 minutes before the deadline of my free hit, uh, I started drinking. <laughs> and haven't stopped. Yep. <laughs> Basically, yeah. <laughs> my, I'm leaning on that to get through. So, so sorry, Han. Yeah, but yeah. I'm definitely more more a white wine white wine girl. I really like um, usually like rosé on the season as well. Um, but I've started learning to drink some red wines as well, um, Pinot Noir or something pretty light that way. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay, so sticking with food, if you could create the perfect mm-hmm. sandwich, what would you put in it? So, so, so I'm actually, I'm, I'm, I eat mostly vegetarian, but my favorite sandwich is, um, has fish in it. Uh, so you, do you know, do you know what, uh, called caviar is? It's like, um, it's this, it's not caviar. It's, it's like a fish roe paste. Sorry, you, 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 I mean vegetarian, does but it, I, does I think I've it, seen wait, wait, wait. it on does it, come, does it come out of the tube? You're talking about fish out, out of the yeah, tube. <laughs> That's your go-to answer. Yeah. So, so, no, it's I, like I, fish. I, it's not fish. It's raw. <laughs> like, you know yeah. the thing, like the eggs. So I'm laughing about it's this. It's like Nemo when, before he was when, when Lynn When Lynn said to Monkey that she eats fish out of a tube, he was absolutely disgusted. Now, I go to Norway a lot. I've got friends in Norway, and they eat that a lot. Now, I, I, it's so good. Don't, I don't like fish. I find it strange, but I just remember PJ's. It's not even fish. So it's not even like you know, kind of like I don't know, rolled tuna. This is fish eggs. <laughs> like, like, kind of proper, like you know, like lump fish kind of caviar. Or are we talking just like any old eggs here? No, no, it's it's like a paste consistency, so it's not like even the little eggs. It's it's formed into a paste, and it's so good. Um, so the sandwich would be, it's rye bread, which is my favorite, and then the caviar, and then eggs. So that that's the perfect one. I'll be honest, we've we've not asked this question to many guests so far because it's a bit of a new one, but that is hands down the most disgusting answer we've received so far. Yeah, I'm, okay. Look, I'm biased as a vegetarian. There's a serious lack of cheese already, uh, noteworthy, but um, the, the, 
Nemo eggs in a tube spread into paste on the thing is stressing me out. <laughs> yeah, fish and egg and everything. Yeah, it's uh, no, no, too it's much for me. Like but hey, hey, it's unique. It's unique, and that's why we love these questions and answers. Yeah. Brilliant. And I know that Lynn's gonna back me up with this one, but then again, her yeah, is that is, is she the person you really want so backing you up in a food corner? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What's your thoughts on banana pizza? I would, I would never. <laughs> oh, okay. So it's no. a Swedish thing, is it? Okay. Is it Swedish or Norwegian? I know, I know she's Swedish, but she had it in Norway. So I'm, I'm a bit. I'm, I'm not sure. I think it's more of a Swedish thing. Okay. But I would say, like my most of my Swedish friends would probably not be. Oh, uh, okay. Banana pizza. Brutal. <laughs> Lynn mudded. I was. <laughs> Banana is awful as a fruit. It should be voted off the island. I just, it's a weird texture. Sorry. It has no place weird, on a pizza take. or anywhere. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I have I have a vendetta against bananas. I just don't like them as a fruit. It's just has literally all I'm eating these days is banana and orange, Kylie. I, I can't like, it's literally all I'm eating. Banana and orange what was about my lunch watermelon? today. Watermelon, watermelon is a great underrated oh, fruit. Watermelon is absolutely beautiful, but not in winter. It's not in yeah, season. That's true. That's true. And yeah. it's not really banana season here either, but you know, you can obviously get it imported. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> moving on. Right. Moving on. Right. Same. So Unless you're like a banana farmer, this isn't really a relevant question, but we'll move into it either uh, either way. So outside of your job and being decent at FPL, would you say that you have any particular skills, sort of special skills, the weirder the better? Um, and if so, what are they? I couldn't really come up with any like weird special skills. As, as a person, I'd say my kind of biggest strength is being a generalist and that means like I'm a bit into and a bit good and everything but I'm not really good or amazing or in-depth in anything but uh, then then uh, that would be like a loser answer so I came up with um, I'm I'm like surprisingly better as a uh, karaoke performer and I'm a really good listener so those are my two main skills Karaoke is pretty cool. Are you, are you gonna? Oh, yeah, yeah brilliant. Are you gonna go FBL pig on us? No. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> any, 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 ch- any chance of a duet with FBL pig? <laughs> not a bad idea. <laughs> yeah. um, look, if you want bars to be open, just come to England. Everything's open. Yeah, we don't give a fuck. We don't even think this it's, thing it's exists fine. anymore. Yeah. <laughs> come here, catch COVID. Do what you want. The same in Ireland now. As of a few days ago, it's the same in Ireland now. Everything's opened up. Yeah. So the karaoke thing is cool because it takes us into the next question nicely. Um, what is your favourite band or song, um, like a movie that you've watched recently? And what, you know, there's a lot of good shows at the moment. Some people are into Succession, etc. What's your favourite show that you're into? So that's three, three, three in one for you there. Movies. Yeah, just- Band Just songs and series. No problem. Charger. Yeah, are you just doing a bit of DIY there at the same time, or? 
<laughs> yeah, I'm trying. My battery's running out. I'll just start the answer once I'm done with this. So I don't work and just edit all these noises out seamlessly. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. All right. Um, currently, I'm watching on TV the new season of Euphoria. It's it's one of my favorites. It's one of the most beautiful shows I've ever seen. So I definitely recommend it. And I know that it's kind of an unpopular opinion because people on Twitter seem to really hate that show. Um, and then music-wise, I listen to a lot of different kind of music. And I really don't have like a, any particular favorites, I'd say. But one one that I listen from year in, year out is Frank Ocean. So I'm just going to mention him. Um, and movie. I'm not. I'm not sure. This is a difficult one as well. All right, I'm gonna say Kill Bill because it's been my, like ever since I first saw it, it's been right there at the top of my most favorites list. Uh, usually when I see something new, it goes there. But this is one of the kind of ones that those, stays on the list. Parts, always. I thought, you well, know, you, you, part one for me was a lot better than part. You got an Uma Thurman, You got an Uma Thurman look about you. The hair, in Kill Bill, you know, <laughs> well, the hair at least from what I remember. I mean, I watched it ages ago, but I remember, yeah, you do. So I can see uh, maybe that's why you like it. I don't know, but yeah, definitely I see a bit mm-hmm. of Uma Thurman in Kill Bill. What's your uh, karaoke song? Mm, I have quite a many. There's a couple of Finnish ones that I usually do, and um, 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 um what English ones would be my go-to's. Um, Valerie is a really good one and then then usually it depends on what kind of a mood there is on the karaoke bar but Fleetwood's Max yeah. streams maybe it depends how many wines you had as well <laughs> yeah <laughs> usually a couple great stuff Cool. Oh, yeah, Fleetwood Mac is usually a crowd teaser. Yes, very good. Very, very good on your karaoke. So just to finish one off then. So we're looking for, you know, you to be very honest here, Han. You know, so one guilty mm-hmm. pleasure and or a, a bit of a bad habit you have. How bad have people's answers been here? Um, the habit? I, I mean, there's, there's, there's been some. Oh, we've gone bad. We've gone bad from chewing toenails, I believe, or at least fingernails to, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we got some really Lynn, bad. Lynn yeah. and oh, the cotton, yeah. the Q-tips was famous. Yeah, the, the, the Love Island group what chat was, was a particularly poor point. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Love yeah. Island group chat. FPL Lynn, Love Island group chat. You have to go and listen oh, to Lynn's no, Q-tips no. because... No, uh... no. Focus. <laughs> Let's let let's say Lynn enjoys Han, using a Q-tip. Did you just uh, out yourself as a Love Island fan? Oh, um, <laughs> are you in the group chat? Have we found another? And tell us who's in the group chat. I want names. No, there is a group chat. I'd probably be in it if I knew. But um, yeah, I've watched it. I think Paddy. Um, yeah, ask FBL King. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, Paddy. But yeah, uh, maybe. Um, my bad habit would be that I really love naps and not just like 15 minute power naps, but like sleeping three hours and then not sleeping all night next night and then being super tired all day next day. Uh, so actually 
before this podcast, I also had a nap of two hours, so I'm not tired at all at the moment. That was pretty lame as like a guilty habit, but it just came into my mind. So yeah, it's more of a skill hey, than anything. I'd love to be able to power nap. I, 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 I'm still, I've not ever managed to kind of crack the ability to take a kind of tactical nap. I've got mates who could just a slight, I'm just going to have a nap on the sofa for an hour. Like, you know, I don't know, between football games on a Sunday or after a roast dinner. If I sleep at any point, like not at night, basically, I just wake up feeling like such absolute shit for about two to three hours afterwards. I just cannot shake that feeling i think i'm an incredibly deep sleeper so like my body when i fall asleep just completely shuts down so it takes me a long time to then kind of wake back up again so yeah naps are yeah. like the worst thing for me particularly around kind of christmas naps, when everyone takes right. naps and i'm just there playing with myself i could have phrased that better uh, just you know kind of... <laughs> <laughs> just around that time right. we're talking about hannah's bad yes. Not Not yours. Yours. <laughs> naps, naps are a superpower as it turned out i just assumed that everyone like me could just go okay i want a nap and then just have a nap like i could like, sleeping on planes everything not a problem i could probably have a nap in this seat if i wanted to for sort of 20 minutes but loads of people say that they can't nap and i feel like that's one of the joys in life it's like it feels yeah. so indulgent just being like, I'm going to have a power nap and then I'm good to go. It is. Like sometimes at work, if I'm having like a really shit day or I'm like super drained, I'll just book the meeting room and have a nap there for half an hour and then feel like alive again. Is, is that something, is that something you <laughs> well, really want at to least, broadcast? At least <laughs> is, is it, is it Finland... what you're doing in lieu of napping, PJ. <laughs> Is, isn't Finland quite liberal about work? Like, as in, don't you guys finish at three or have like uh, only three or four working days? Or is that myth that we read about, but it's never true? Well, that's something that we're definitely considering, and some companies are trying it out. So I've even like, um, yeah, all of my colleagues know about this habit, and they're like, oh, that's super cool that then you can just like kind of refresh or something. And yeah. uh, so they're they're quite happy with that. Cool. Great stuff. Great stuff. Okay. Well, that's all we've got time for. Thanks. Uh, thanks ever so much, Han. You've been an amazing guest and, you know, kind of best of luck for the rest of the season. And if you continue your adventure through uh, all the kind of doubles and blanks we've got to. So thank you. I've been, uh, I've been Hindu Monkey. I've been joined by my Amigo Mars at Mars05 and my Amiga Kylie at Kylie FPL. Please follow our group account at Free Amigos FPL. If you like the show, give us a five-star rating or subscribe via SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple, wherever you're listening. We ask for nothing else, just good vibes and the occasional laugh. And of course, please do follow the wonderful Hannah, who you can find at FPL Hannah. That's one H, no H at the end. Adios, amigos. Amigos are we